Hello, welcome. I'm Tiffany. I'm Matt. We are Third Perspective Design, building raised pyre box out of our acreage in Strathcona County. Yeah, so that's in Edmonton, Alberta, Canada. Uh, we are Zone Three A. Um, challenging. Yes, it's a very <laughs> challenging zone. We're learning to adapt, definitely, and like we do, definitely take care. We we definitely take advantage of our summers but um i think every year we learn a little bit more do a little yeah. bit more and try to um make our seasons last longer if we can or prepare for the next season so that's uh we're diligent in that regard hey tiffy yes we are yeah so um we have lots to say so let's get at it we um we're gonna talk about a couple quick little tips to getting seeds started as we're at that time in the year now where you need to get your seed started. So the seed company we use most often, and I'm going to recommend because I've had great success with them, is West Coast Seeds. So we always try and get seeds from there. Um, one important thing I find is a heat mat always helps get the seeds to germinate pretty quickly. And a a cheaper way instead of buying those little pods you can get for your seed yeah, trays. Yeah, so those Jiffy pods yeah. or whatever. Oh, yeah, that's what they're called, Jiffy pods. Yeah. yeah. Instead, um, just get a good soil mix and save old paper towel rolls and toilet paper rolls. You can just cut those, in fill half. them with the soil, and then put those in the trays on that heat mat, and that will work like a charm. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's something that would have just got thrown into the landfill and you're actually being able to give it a, another half-life. So that's yeah. kind of neat. And then when you have to transplant it, you just put it right in the soil and it just disintegrates. Yeah, it's just, it's just a cardboard tube. So it, it works really well as a, a delivery device or a, a holding device for the, the seedling to grow into a plant and then for you to put it in the ground. It works beautifully and it's far cheaper than if you were to buy those jiffy pots or whatever because we we every year we're it seems like doubling and tripling the amount of seeds and and are starting so for us to just do the jiffy pots it doesn't really make sense just in a dollar and cents aspect where you know as a toilet roll goes away you just, you just keep it just keep it put it <laughs> into a bag or something and just collect them throughout the year yeah, that's pretty much. We just collect them all year, and then we just have so many, and that's what we're working on right now is just getting all our seeds started for this 2022 season. Right, and also another good one, too, we'll try to put it in the links, um, is for our, our Zone 3A, so where we are in Edmonton, Alberta, or uh, we're in Strathcona, but um, is when to start your seeds indoors and etc so there's going to be a guide that's really helpful i found that to be um helps you to know when to plant your seeds indoors um also to to plant in the ground as well so it helps in that sense so really easy to read um yeah also on wet like west coast seeds when you buy their seeds it it tells you exactly how many days until harvest which is really helpful because then you're like, okay, well, if I want to harvest broccoli in July, I need to start it probably in February, you know? So like they're, they're really helpful with that. Yeah. 
And same example for that, if you want to get multiple feeds, like for radishes, they come up pretty quick. So you can, if you know the amount of time that it takes for them to go to full term, you can figure out when to put in the next round of seeds to constantly have feeds throughout the year. So that's the other advantage to Exactly. And then you know exactly which seeds you actually have to start or which seeds you can just sow directly in the ground when spring hits and the snow melts. Ten you four, get out of buddy. there. Yeah. <laughs> 10-4. it. Okay, so then so those were the five points pretty much. I think or we gave like, more than that. Yeah, I don't even know how many. That I think was. we just list off a few things that uh, we find <laughs> our little pointers. You know, let's call them top five. We'll get better at that. But yeah, that's our, uh, the, those are the ticks, uh, trip. Oh my goodness. Tips and tricks that uh, I think might help. That have worked for us. Yeah. Now. We're on our fifth growing season here now, I think. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, so we're we're still every gardener keeps learning and learning, but yeah, every year we just we hone it in a little bit more. The seed starting this mm -hmm. is well important because it sets you up for success in your garden if you mm -hmm. can get your plants mature enough to just transplant out there. And mm -hmm. it's, yeah, it's been very helpful to get more. So the next thing we're just going to give is a few pointers. If you're a new gardener or new to gardening, some of the techniques we use, because we are trying to be very organic, natural, avoid pesticides and herbicides and all of those chemicals. Mm -hmm. We're trying to really get away from that. So one way we're doing that is we're keeping our food waste. Yeah, so all the kitchen scraps, all the stuff that comes from that um, gets put into a bin and we take it a step further and we have worms. So it's vermicomposting and we have this really neat bin that we use. Um, but yeah, we we harvest that and then every about three months we harvest about a five gallon pail on average of worm castings. And those are just essentially from our kitchen scraps and then from Tiffany's work. We take um, paper that they would just throw away into the shredded landfill and we sh yeah. shredded paper that's already shredded. And we use that as um, a carbon input. Um, Eggshells as well. We give that to the worms as well. It's good for their stomachs. It's kind of the grit that they use to break up the, the material. I believe they call it in their gizzards. Yeah um so that's something very important and giving them a diverse like giving the worms a good diverse amount of food um they're like humans they don't like to always eat the same thing so giving them different things to eat coffee grounds all sorts of stuff that they yeah. get yeah old pumpkins oh they love the pumpkins. yeah they love the pumpkins they go crazy for that um but yeah that's something uh important to talk about if you're getting into gardening the fundamentals is your soil health. Yes. If you can get your soil health up, you know, give it good, give it good compost and and uh, look into things like biochar. Um, I won't get like, oh my goodness, I think I could spend a whole episode talking about biochar. Which we will. Well, we which we will. You should. Well, <laughs> can I explain it? Oh, really, really, really quick terms. Um, biochar doesn't dissolve like it, like topsoil does. 
and what it what, what they find is it, it it can be a home for the living organisms to um, to thrive in. So when there's an over fertilization or an under fertilization of the soil or the surrounding plant area, or there's overwatering, underwatering, the beneficial organisms uh, have a place to go. It's kind of a home for them. So they find that that is uh, very beneficial. And there's a, oh, what's it called in the Amazon basin? What was it called? Terra Preta? Terra Preta. Yeah. Uh, they found that it was a man-made substance, but it was essentially, uh, you can do it in anything that's made of carbon. But let's use wood as an example. You put it in an oxygen-depleted uh, environment where there's only one place for the the gases to go and um, you heat up let's say a drum and you allow those gases to to um, pull out of the drum and not go to ash so now what you're left with is this black look, looking substance that when you pick it up it's on the glass um, and then that is what you can first you can actually inoculate it with um, worm castings i think i'm going way too detailed yeah. but yeah. <laughs> you can inoculate with worm castings and charge this uh bio this biochar and put it in the soil as an amendment and there's great advantage to that um you're you're giving your plant life an extra boost yeah. and i find and i've been using in the last couple of years and i I've, I've i've seen some big differences and everything with coming down to my house plants to my vegetables and even some trees that i've been growing uh you can see it definitely in the root system oh, and yeah. then um like tremendous yeah the tomatoes last year i wouldn't call it a, like, like it's that. like I'll, i will say this to biochar it's not an amendment that you have to add every year no. you add it 10 percent per volume into whatever bucket you're putting in or kind of like what you're adding into, like if you're putting into a tree 10% in into that hole, um, that's it. That's all. There's no more after that. You don't need to go any crazier. It doesn't, it doesn't go away. It stays in the soil. So that's not, it's not an amendment that you're always going to have to um, uh, add. Yeah. And as well, like all the, I, so I guess this goes into a segment. We might as well just roll right into it. Is the food forest the space that I've got on my on my on my acreage, and so we've got three three acre acreage, and I cut down about an acre worth of tree. Oh my goodness! Yeah, yes. it was Lots crazy. It was a lot of work. <laughs> um, did it by myself by hand. Well, I, I used a chainsaw, but I, I I went into this pretty thick marsh marsh marshland with poplars, like so thick thistles. It was hard to get in, like dense dense. Um, overgrown overgrown yeah. forest and uh i ultimately tried to get myself a blank canvas um to work with so i cut down all these poplars and a couple spruce trees and what i was left with was this acre of land with this this slew like thing that kind of looked like a kidney <laughs> and now i'm at this stage in where i've cut up all the trees i've uh, of all the poplar that I cut down and uh, I stored it away and now it's just curing right now and ultimately what I'm wanting to do is build a biochar reactor and uh, sequester that carbon that would have went into the atmosphere and put it into the soil 
of my food forest. Um, it's going to be a big undertaking, but building the tool, doing all that work, making my own, and also with that biochar, inoculating it with compost and um, worm teas yeah. and worm extracts yeah. and things like that. Um, so there's really good uh, bacteria life, or what's the word I'm looking for? Microorganisms. microorganisms thank yeah. you. Um, so we can uh, build the soil. Yeah, so, a healthy soil environment. Yeah. Food you know, it's it's easy to tear something down and you want know, add liquid nutrients and keep doing that as we're seeing with monocropping and the the crazy sense of how much fertilizer we use synthetic fertilizers it's a lot harder to build the soil and pay attention to mother earth than it is to just every year go to a field and dump a bunch of fertilizer onto it yeah. and grow a bunch of veggies um, our approach is slower and, and, and I believe more, um, organic, organic and into, yeah. into like, um, paying attention to mother earth. I know that sounds kind of hippy dippy, but it, it's using your eyes and just being a steward of mother earth and just, you know, seeing what has worked. Like, for example, in this food forest, we're going to have some grazing animals, chickens, goats and turkeys, turkeys and, ha <laughs> and having that relation where they're going to be a kept animal they're going to be taken care of they're, there's yeah. going to be uh chicken tractors and things like that to be able to move them around but they're going to work the land and they're going to be part of the land benefit us, benefit, yeah. benefit all of it benefit the ecosystem that it lives in uh, benefit what we take and eat and sell and and add to this this idea um fill our bowl so we can share it essentially as yeah. i ramble on I'm like yeah and use our space to our best yeah advantage. use that yeah. use that food printer footprint as best as we can yeah. by keeping our carbon footprint as low as we can like something i will i've said so many times and it's probably everyone's heard it the reuse reduce and recycle um that's that's our one of our fundamental goals like as we are uh, building composts and things like that we're trying to figure out how we can keep our organic waste utilized how we can keep our plastic waste minimized and how we can keep our cardboard and things like that that can be that don't have like glazed plastics on them how can we give them to the to the worms or how can we you know what i mean so we we try to uh min minimize our our household waste as yeah. best we can um i wish there was better ways of doing that like with our runoff waters i wish that we were able to to have a second purpose for that like you know like our shower water and oh, things yeah. like that um in the future yeah there's I've, some awesome. people do it better and it's it's something you kind of gotta lean into but um, you know, we're lucky in a sense. We've yeah. got two cisterns that we get to have, two like rainwater, rainwater cisterns yeah. and a freshwater cistern. Um, one of them gets to uh, that's off the roof of my shop, and my garden is right next to my shop. And it's what? What's the size of it? Thirty by twenty? No, it's fifty by twenty. Yeah. So it's fifty feet by twenty feet long. Or I said mm -hmm. that wrong the other way around, but um, 
Yeah, so the was a 3,000 gallon cistern and it's my roof is about 1,500 square feet and it uh, fills it up pretty frequently. So I'm very fortunate yeah, that like that hot summer that we had last year, I did run out, but then I just <laughs> took it away. I took it from my cistern from my uh, house, my other rainwater cistern. So I was very fortunate in that sense. Yeah, it was good to have that water. Yeah. Still. And the garden, it's like, what else would you want to water it with? You know? Cut yeah, rainwater. Rain. That's the other thing is we're we're not taking it from a municipal. Uh, we're just taking it from what you know, mother, mother, nature. mother nature gives us. So that is uh, a good principle. A lot of where we take a lot of our practices, where do you think our, our fundamentals come from? Like permaculture? I guess. I guess like that's a lot yeah. of the videos we take and that's a lot of the logic that we take from. But ultimately our journey is our own. We we might take principles from places, but we ultimately make our own decisions and, our, and possibly fail more that way. But oh. how oh, that's, yeah. <laughs> that's half the fun. Um, yeah, seriously, though, I guess there is no mistakes in gardening, only experiments, yeah. right? <laughs> and the, the famous phrase, you'll get it next year. Yes. Um, oh, yes. Uh, oh, the man, oh, man, next year doesn't come soon enough uh, <laughs> in those moments. Yeah, we're in, what, February 1st, which is pretty awesome. And we're, we've got a ingrown uh, indoor grow tents in our garage. Um, so Tiff parks in that garage. And um, we grow our veggies. We grow our veggies in there. We got an eight by eight tent with a bunch of lights, and we got a four by four tent with one light. And yeah. um, we got our tomatoes started already. Yeah. And that's definitely not where we started. Holy. Oh, no. Oh, we my used, goodness. We used to use all of our house, our sunroom everywhere yeah our living room floor which oh probably goodness. a lot of people can attest to um but you start with what you have yeah you kind of you kind of work into it um this the, this whole growing thing is becoming very real to us in the sense that like um growing shrubs growing trees uh vegetables etc it's all um, a lot of these are firsts, like, you know, transplanting Saskatoons was the first time I ever did it last year. And we're probably going to be doing a bunch more of that this year. So it's just growing on to your knowledge base and then just keep, keep trying experimenting. And I, that's what I can say to any new gardener is just like, don't let failure ever get in your way. Yeah, you'll figure it out. You'll figure honestly. it out. Yeah. You learn quick because when you fail, well, it took so long to grow that that you're like i'm not making this mistake <laughs> <Think> again, again. <laughs> yeah. like it's like when we like for example is like we grew like the best head, head of cabbage no it wasn't cabbage it was broccoli and it was doing so well we like nurtured it nurtured it brought it outside and then we didn't know this was a couple of seasons ago we didn't know that this cabbage moth comes in and just like decimates comes in with its like little green friends and just like eats it and just like we could not keep up with it destroyed our our what three at this time three four yeah. months worth of hard work and that like 
that made a, a fire in my belly to figure out how to do it. So then that came down to research that there was a chemical way there was a, and then I was like, well, is there a less like radical version where I can be um, deter the, the pest from actually even landing? So all I did was build like a simple like hoop house on my raised planter boxes and then just put like uh, mosquito, mosquito netting yeah. over it. And then just with these plastic clips on this hoop and it worked beautifully like a charm like, a charm. like we could yeah. we could water it I'm from actually, the, i want another one this yeah tips tips already commissioned to me to make, make more it's when the, you have things that work out you yeah gotta, you just continue on yeah. it yeah very impressed by that so that's something that we're going to um double down on next year that was uh definitely a win i don't know tiff let's uh we talked about you know things that you were able to overcome what are some challenges in our zone that you can think of just what we can grow because it's just like we're not we don't get that hot for that long so it's hard it's hard to grow like peppers and mm -hmm. certain things like that because we are a cooler climate but then with being a cooler climate we can also grow like broccoli and Lots of your like kale and stuff. Peas. I love peas. Yeah. Uh, see, there, I don't know. There's advantages and disadvantages. Of course, I wish our season was longer, <laughs> but I don't know. I, I was more, I was more just saying like along the lines of like things to overcome. Like, for example, like a greenhouse, which oh, yeah. is something that we're looking at getting next year. That's going to be something that will will help us lengthen up our, our season a little bit. So, you know, possibly those peppers would go into the greenhouse and et cetera. Oh, yeah. That would so it allows us. Help. Yeah. So, you know, there's always things to overcome and, you know, just working into it. I uh, I love the successes that we've seen this year, though. I love, like, you know what I mean? Like, even we haven't even started this year. There's been some big advantages. Yeah, like even just like getting that eight by eight, the grow tents and yeah. the lights this year, and just having that set up like that, that sets us up for even more of a success next year. Yeah, it'll be a lot easier to harden them because you can just like open the tent, open the garage, open the yeah. garage. Yeah, let the let it just. Oh my goodness! That's gonna the days so of like easier. collecting all that stuff. Bringing it outside for the day. So how bringing we bringing it back in? How did we? Oh. How went uh, about two years ago? How we did it is we started in the basement, then we brought them up into our sunroom next to like our back patio. Then we decided to bring them outside into an old tent that we had and harden <laughs> them. And then it like got really cold and stuff, so we, so we had put to put a heater, heater in inside. There, which worked so it worked great. well, but it was a little <laughs> sketchy. And then from there, when they're hardened, then we would bring them into the 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 um the space to plant them and it was just like it was crazy train like but yeah. now this year is going to be the first year that's going to go a, li a lot smoother and it was something that we kind of had to work into we can and drive the tractor right there to <laughs> yeah. pick everything up <laughs> yeah that's true um, i just think the hardening is going to be the easiest right because oh, yeah. we can just open up the greenhouse open uh, up the doors doors and just let it do its thing yeah, it'll be way easier. Oh, yeah. Another thing to touch on, too, is when you are moving your plants from indoors, just know to harden them. Like, don't, if if there's, let's say, 
your transplant them out at like it's like plus 30 celsius outside just be cautious of like they might not make it you know it's it's better to transplant on like a cloudy-ish day like a cloudy rainy day um just because th that temperature shift won't mess with them too much that that high temperature will just um sometimes just stress out the plant too much yeah. so be careful in that and also too if it gets too cold at night uh, we'll get so, into that no yeah later. i just thought of another good one that's an important detail I'm like, if you're getting into yeah. it because when we first started we didn't really we didn't catch on to that we just you know sometimes being naive allows you just to take that first step right and get into it so that's something that is nice to have that's all i'm getting at oh yeah definitely <laughs> like i was like we're gonna share so many tips and tricks that work for us that's the one thing too is like i find the way you learn is talking to other gardeners too about like yeah what worked for you and what didn't work You're so and like, right yeah, about that like, the community like is so loving oh, it yeah. is it's such a community and Definitely. they're so they just want to give the knowledge of thing of like just like us what we're trying to do here is just share that knowledge that you've learned because like you spend so much time growing these plants and starting these seeds and testing things out and experimenting and you really want to know what's gonna work and what's not gonna work mm -hmm. and what has worked for other people so it is nice to like share and hear all that mm -hmm. just helps you grow definitely all right well let's uh wind her down a little um are we wrapping her up is ra it that time i think it is that time first off i should say if you liked our content and you like what we're about, please smash that uh, like, subscribe, subscribe like. like, do all those things to do, share. Whatever Check you... out our Instagram, yes. Matt, number three PD. You'll see our day-to-day -day ventures of our seed starting and yeah. what's happening in our gardening life. Yeah, that's our day-to-day -day stuff for sure. And then um, our website for all our content would be greatly appreciated. So that's matt3pd.ca. No, so, there's no Matt. It's just oh shit 3pd.ca. <laughs> Don't that, listen to it. That's why you do a podcast <laughs> with your wife. Exactly. And we'll leave on that note. <laughs> Goodbye. <laughs>